Hi, and welcome to the Days Gone podcast. I'm Claire Weaver, a screenwriter, author, and Days Gone fan, and this podcast is a place to discuss the game in all its glory, share my opinions, both popular and unpopular, and listen to me fangirl over one of the best games ever made. There will be spoilers ahead, so continue at your own risk. Welcome to The Freak Show. Before we get started, I have a couple reminders. Every morning at 7.30am Pacific Time, you can watch me livestream my Survival 2 Fresh Start playthrough. I take on hordes, talk shit about rippers, and lay waste to ambush camps, all before I've had my morning cup of coffee. You can find me on my YouTube channel, just search for The Days Gone Podcast. And on Tuesdays, I invade the Spornicus Rex YouTube channel for a collaborative livestream playthrough of Days Gone. He goes into advanced gameplay tactics and strategy, and I discuss the story, characters, and all the amazing details of the game. You can find us live on the Spornicus Rex YouTube channel every Tuesday at 6pm Pacific. Speaking of Spornicus Rex, I am very happy to welcome him back onto the podcast. Hello, sir. How are you today? Hello, ma'am. I think it's going to be okay. Awesome. Good to hear. This is your, what, fifth time on the podcast? I am certainly keeping you busy. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm honestly excited to be back. It's been a while since we did this. Uh, I mean, this is this is literally um, how your podcast got popular, you know, having Spawnicus Rex on the show. So <laughs> You were my breakthrough. Uh, no, no, wait, actually, I'm sorry. I, I said that wrong. That's how my YouTube channel got popular was having Days Gone Podcast on my show. So that's, that's, that's the one. Yeah, hey. that's the one. Bro, you said it, not me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, everybody knows it. Why lie? You know? <laughs> so as I mentioned in the intro, you and I collaborate on a Days Gone live stream every Tuesday, but you also have your own live stream separate from your Days Gone content. Can you tell us about those? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I'm currently doing an additional live stream on Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, I do that on Saturday evenings. That's the Samurai Saturday, as we like to call it. And uh Remind me, who came up with that name? Uh, I think that may be me. Oh, yeah, right. You do have a good idea every now and then, don't you? <laughs> every once in a while. Every <laughs> once in a while, a blind squirrel finds a nut. <laughs> so, yeah, Samurai Saturday on Saturday evenings. I do that from 8 to 10 p.m. Uh, U.S. Central Standard Time. Um, I have an announcement to make to the community or to my viewers, you know, whatever applies. I am going to pick up Horizon Zero Dawn Forbidden West, and that's going to be my new one. I'm going to try to squeeze that one in on Thursday evenings, the same time, 8 to 10 p.m. Uh, U.S. Central Standard Time. I am a huge nerd for Horizon Zero Dawn. I played the first one, loved the shit out of it, played it several times. It's another one of those games that allows you to be very creative and very tactical, just like Days Gone. Uh, so before I started really doing anything with my YouTube channel, channel that horizon zero dawn part one was a, a huge passion for me so uh, it's just natural for me to also pick up horizon zero dawn forbidden west we're going to try to do that on thursday evenings so tuesdays is me and you doing days gone thursday starting next week i believe it's thursday the 24th because it releases on friday the 18th i'll pick it up friday the 18th and the following thursday thursday the 24th we'll start streaming it and then saturdays is samurai saturday samurai saturday yes ma'am and then you also have um, all your Days Gone content where mm. you do horde runs, you do tips and tricks, you do how to unlock the SMP9, loot location videos. I do have, yeah. I have uh, I have a, one of the uh, 
series of videos on there. The what's what's the word I'm looking playlist. for? Playlist. Playlist. Yeah, that's the one. One of the playlists that I have on there is, uh, I think, one of the most useful tools for people who are just getting into Days Gone, uh, because it is the best early game start playlist. And that shows it's about five episodes, about maybe two hours each that shows getting set up in the world where you are ready to basically just take control and, uh, you know, make it yours. Yeah. Well, the reason why I keep inviting you back on the podcast is not just because I enjoy the sultry sound of your voice, but also because of your amazing knowledge of Days Gone. And today I want to pick your brain and talk all about a very, very specific part of the game, uh, something that should be mastered in the game um, and can be mastered quite easily, but just a, a part of the game that I think a lot of people don't necessarily understand. I certainly didn't when I first played it. I'm talking about the skill tree, or I guess technically would it be skill trees, plural? I think a skill tree has branches. So it is a tree with branches, uh, okay. a skill tree. Yeah. So, okay, starting right at the beginning, can you define what a skill tree is for us? Specific to Days Gone, the way that I see a skill tree, and, and this kind of applies to other games as well, but, you know, specific to Days Gone, the skill tree gives you the tools for how you're going to interact with the world. Skills are how the player guides the character progression in Days Gone. Since there's no decision tree in the storyline or any decision-making process throughout the story, the skills that you pick are how you build your character and make them the type of character you want to play. So the skills are the tools by which the player interacts with the game world. Without those skills, weapons are less effective. Uh, their play styles are less effective. There are even skills uh, like, for example, the monkey wrench skill that affects your ability to ride uh, the motorcycle as much, you know, because that one affects you use less scrap to repair the bike. So there are skills that will affect, uh, you know, how you interact with the world, how your play style works, even going into riding the bike itself. The Days Gone skill tree has three branches, melee, ranged, and survival. I want to go through each one of those and kind of break down the kinds of skills that are under each category. So let's start mm -hmm. with melee. What is, what is sort of generally the theme of the melee skill tree? Melee is your up-close-and-personal skills. Uh, that's your using weapons that you find, lay, using hand-to-hand -hand weapons, uh, up-close-and-personal weapons that you find laying on the ground, and also up-close-and-personal weapons that you are able to craft by unlocking uh, crafting recipes throughout the game. Uh, it also has several utility skills that are, again, just skills that allow you to take control of the environment. Uh, for example, the Bull Rush, one of your personal favorites, mm -hmm. the one that lets you run up and shoulder slam an enemy and knock them down opening them up for a critical strike. Uh, there's another one that's more geared toward stealth play style, which is the rock on ability, which allows you to throw a rock and stun an enemy, opening them up to a critical kill. So yeah, that's the, the general theme of melee. Uh, the melee skill tree is up close and personal, get in close, close the distance and deal with enemies right in their face. And then by contrast, we have the ranged skill tree. The ranged skill tree affects how Deacon, 
how effective Deacon is with the weapons. Uh, and also, of course, you know, uh, by proxy, how effective the character, the player is with those weapons. Uh, it's everything from <clears throat> the crossbow to real guns and, and effective weapons. Uh, and, real uh, guns. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, but the the ranged skill allows the range skills allow Deacon to keep enemies at a distance and prevent them from getting in close, which is, in my opinion, extremely important in Days Gone. Once you have allowed an enemy to get too close, you have lost control of the battlefield because you have messed up in some way. Mm. So range to me is the most important skill tree. And then the survival branch of the skill tree. Survival skill tree, the survival skills are what most gamers would refer to as utility skills. They enhance your uh, crafting abilities. They enhance your collecting of resources abilities uh, on certain difficulties. These are the skills that allow you to see through walls uh, to highlight pickup items. Of course, those options are not available on the uh, survival difficulty. On the higher difficulty settings, those options are not available. But that's the types of skills you get there. Skills that allow you to become more effective at uh, gathering resources and using those resources. In your opinion, what is out of all of those branches the most important skill to unlock first? This is highly subjective and up to the individual. For me personally, there are two. Uh, that, that question is difficult to answer as one single incredibly important ability, but there are two. Uh, I would have to say, I guess, the single most would be under the ranged skill tree, and that is the focus shot. Without focus shot, I just, it, that's, that's your number one right there. I know a lot of people like to play without it, and that's cool, but it's there. It's a tool that's available to you. Use your tools. Mm. Um, Can you, you know, describe and, exactly what it is? Sure. Focus shot is a, a fairly common uh, phenomenon in a lot of modern games. It's your it's your bullet time. It's what it slows down enemy movement slightly, uh, allowing you to zero in for more accurate shots. In Days Gone, it also reduces the size of your targeting reticle, which in turn increases the accuracy of your shots. So it's a way to pull off really well-timed, highly accurate shots consistently. Hmm. I didn't know it made the reticle smaller. It does. Mm -hmm. It'll tighten the targeting reticle, allowing you to more accurate shot placement. Hmm. Good to know. You think mm -hmm. I would have noticed that, but apparently, <laughs> apparently I didn't. Um, so as a side note, crouching reduces the size of the targeting, targeting reticle. So if you are crouched and using focus shot, it, it tightens that targeting reticle down really small for more accurate shot placement. I had no idea. Yes, ma'am. See, that's why you have me on the show, so I can tell you these things. I know. That, that's that my job. is exactly why I bring you on the show. So you can tell all of us these things because yeah. you've spent an inordinate amount of time playing the game. Uh, oh, yeah. you, so, PlayStation did a wrap up um, mm -hmm. thing. I don't know what to call it. Like, you could, look, you could go online. Year in review. Year in review. I fucking hate that yeah. bullshit. But anyway, know, right? that's a rant for a different day. Um, <laughs> but they did a thing where you could log in and it would tell you the number of hours you'd spent playing the games like mm -hmm. your, your your top 10 or whatever it was games you played that year right now you said because you're on the playstation 5 and you play mm -hmm. on pc as well yes as well so you were not able to get your 
2021 wrap up. I don't mm, think I was, I was actually just having trouble getting it working for some reason. So I took a uh, workaround and, um, I totaled up all of my hours. The PlayStation 5 will show you your total number of hours played on any video game uh, that you've played. And, of course, Steam on PC will show you your total number of hours played as well. And your number was? Uh, Well over 1,500. I don't recall the exact number, but it was well over 1,500. Now, keep in mind, though, that, I mean, that's that's not like a humble brag that a lot of that is working hours. Uh, And I say that that's, you know, that's, PlayStation 4. I started playing on PlayStation 4. Uh, when the PlayStation 5 came out, I I was fortunate enough to get a PlayStation 5 and start playing Days Gone on that as well. And then, of course, when it released on PC, uh, I purely by coincidence and completely unrelated, I also bought a gaming PC around that time and started playing Days Gone on PC as well. Total coincidence. Completely unrelated, yeah. Totally Definitely unrelated. Definitely didn't drop incident. a grand just to buy a gaming PC to play one single. Uh, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't know anything about that. No. Uh, but, you know, honestly, a lot of those are working hours. Uh, I've, you know, I've done multiple playthroughs where they were done for my for my YouTube channel. Uh, you know, um, the no common, the full playthrough, no commentary series series on survival to the actual full uh live stream series that i did as my first full live stream the um the no shots fired videos that i've made the best early game start videos the tips and tricks the hidden loot locations all of that so a lot of those hours are actually what i would define as working hours Mm -hmm. you know of course i'm still just having fun playing the fucking game but you know the that massive number of hours is also attributed to creating content both for my youtube channel and for the days gone subreddit as well yeah we were saying about the first skill to unlock um Mm -hmm. and you said there were two you mentioned the focus i didn't get to the second one what was the second one the second one is it's one that may surprise some people uh, especially because I, I see people all the time like, how the hell do you have so many items? It's the carry that weight skill under the survival skill tree. It is a tier four ability, so it's unlocked fairly late on the survival skill tree. And again, the name of the skill is carry that weight. What carry that weight does specifically in the skill description here, it says it increases inventory space for crafting components, traps, and throwables. So what it does, um, literally, it doubles the number of grenades you can carry, the number of pipe bombs you can carry, the number of molotovs you can carry, the number of attractors you can carry. It also uh, significantly increases the number of crafting materials that you can carry for making pipe bombs, molotovs, attractors, all of those items. It's basically Um, like Deacon picked up another man purse. (laughs) Yeah, he has uh, significantly increased the size and capacity of his band purse. Yeah, yeah, true story. So funny, uh, funny thing. When I first played Days Gone, Mm -hmm. I was unlocking the skills and I had this wonderful theory that I thought made total sense Mm -hmm. of balancing out each branch of the skill tree. So I'd unlock, you know, a few from melee, then a few from range, a few from survival, kind of do like tier one from each. Thereabouts, I'm like picking and choosing, but kind of trying to keep it pretty balanced in the same way that it made sense to me to keep the Nero injectors, the focus and stamina and health pretty balanced. In fact, I put more into health on my first playthrough, thinking that was what I needed and then realizing 
that's not the best way to do it. Mm-hmm. You've actually given me a few tips that have really worked, such as unlock focus first and then work through the survival tree to get the carry that weight skill. Because you do have to like spend a few things, spend a few points to get to carry that weight. You said it's tier sure. four. Mm-hmm. Um, in your opinion, what is a good order to unlock the skills? How do you do it when you play right. a fresh start? What's your opinion of the 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 method for unlocking the skills in what order and which branch of the tree you focus on? Sure. Uh, that one's actually pretty easy to answer. Uh, let me start by saying there are a couple of caveats here, of course. Um, one, this is entirely subjective. It's, it's to the individual. One of the really fantastic things about Days Gone is that while we could sit here and talk about skills literally all day long uh, and different play styles and the way skills affect those play styles, we could do that. Days Gone is one of those games that is so well balanced in the actual game design. Even if you do something like what you described, where you're kind of just picking and choosing and keeping it, okay, I'm going to get a little bit of ranged, I'll get a little bit of melee, a little bit of survival, you can still make that work. Um, It's very unlikely that you would end up at a point in the game where you're like, oh shit, I built my skill tree wrong, I'm fucked, I can't progress now oh no, I got to start over. That's The chances of that happening are so slim, it's it's virtually just not going to happen. Uh, so that's just, it's excellent game design and very, very well-balanced game that lets you basically do whatever the fuck you want to do. Um, so there is that. The second caveat there is that this also depends on the difficulty setting that you're playing on. On the higher difficulties, for example, survival difficulty, both one and two, certain skills are disabled. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe there are three total skills that are disabled entirely. In my experience, the skill tree gets a bit weird on those difficulty settings because generally you only have to unlock two You only have to spend two skill points uh, in order to unlock the next tier. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it can be kind of weird. Sometimes you can get away with only spending one skill point on that first tier because Because one of those skills is locked. It gives you the locked one as you've already purchased it. The reason why that they're locked is not because it's like trying to challenge you and make it harder. It's that skill is not actually applicable on survival too. One of the skills is like a better ability to see enemies through walls, mm-hmm. which you just cannot do in survival mode. Through walls. Right. So it's like that skill is just not applicable. So it's not the game like punishing you or trying to like make it harder by taking away important skills. It's actually that skill is just not applicable to that difficulty level. Right. But that also includes the uh which one? Yeah, yeah, okay, because you have both the eye for detail, which increases the time that icons are displayed in survival vision. And, and they're then not you displayed the, in survival correct, vision. And then you have the eagle-eyed, which increases the range of survival vision. So uh, you have the amount of time that survival vision works, you have the range that survival vision works, and you, that skill is just simply not active. Another one that's not active uh, is the ear to the ground, which will outline enemies in survival mm-hmm. vision. So like you said, Said, since you do not have survival vision in survival difficulty that eliminates eye for detail eagle-eyed and ear to the ground all three of those are disabled on survival difficulty um so but 
where I was going with that is that it can be kind of weird. Sometimes it will give you credit for that skill, like you spent a skill point in it, and you only have to spend one skill point to unlock the next tier. Sometimes it does not. Sometimes you do actually have to go ahead and put two skill points into that uh, into that tier to unlock the next tier. So that can be a bit weird. Uh, it's not necessarily inconvenient or whatever. It's just something to be aware of. Okay, so three skills are disabled in the survival uh, on survival difficulty. You have the eye for detail skill, which increases the time that uh, icons are displayed in survival vision. You have the eagle eyed skill, which uh, increases the range of survival vision. And you also have the ear to the ground skill, which outlines enemies in survival vision. All three of those are completely disabled. So that would affect the path that you take uh, to unlock other skills uh, when you are building your character, basically. Where I start, for me, it is always the ranged skill focused shot. The ability to activate focus while aiming a ranged weapon. That is always number one. Number two, for me, is always field repairs. Uh, what field repairs does, again, this one is from the melee tree. Uh, the field repairs ability allows you to repair your melee weapons with scrap, which that would seem counterintuitive if you know my playstyle. I do not rely on melee. I rarely ever use melee on purpose. Uh, if I have to use a melee weapon, it's because I've already fucked up somehow, lost control of the battlefield, and let the enemy get too close. Uh, so that's... but. It's nice to have it because when you need it, you need it right fucking now. Yeah. So, yeah, it's one of those things. If the enemy's in your face, guess what? You better have a melee weapon ready. Uh, so that is why that's why I advocate the uh, skill field repairs as the second skill you should get. Uh, because, you know, in the early game, I like to pick up the fire axe. Uh, and the fire axe does extremely high damage, but has very low durability. Mm. So, you know, it's important to keep that weapon repaired. Yeah. See, I agree that that's a good second skill to unlock. Um, but I am actually a big fan of using melee because I play more mm -hmm. up, close, up close and personal. I like to sneak around in the bushes, use the little stealth kill. And uh, yeah, I'm like not afraid of just taking someone out with a machete. That's, I'm a machete convert. I've uh, recently come to absolutely <laughs> fucking love the machete. I talk about right. it, I think, on a talked about it on a previous episode just how fucking brutal it is and how mm -hmm. fast it is yeah it has a very fast attack rate yeah, yeah. it doesn't have good durability it's mm -hmm. also not always that i don't know exactly how it compares to the other weapons i haven't tested it but it doesn't do a significant amount of damage compared to like the fire right. x mm -hmm. um but shit it is good it is <laughs> fucking good um but it, it doesn't have good durability so it does yeah you Run need out. to repair How, it often, or you need to know where to find it. However, them. yeah, thank you yeah. to um, one of my live stream viewers, Dandy Denny, and she pointed out that every one of the forestry service trucks, the green, tealy color pickup trucks that are dotted around, they almost invariably have a machete in the back. And I highly yeah, recommend everyone to go pick them up. So I guess if you are playing with a machete, you don't also you don't always need to repair it because they are really plentiful. They are, but it's kind of but, like: do you remember? Do you like what it? Like you say, when are you, need you close it, when you, you need, need one? Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely. I I like to unlock that skill because I use melee a lot, and mm, if you true. can't 
repair it, then you're shit out of luck. Right. And, you know, so one could even argue that for your play style, the most important skill to get would be field repairs. Get that first mm. and then go over to the range tree and unlock focus shot next uh, because focus shot really doesn't do you much good until you unlock a few focus Nero injectors. You know, mm -hmm. that's when that skill, that's when that skill gets really useful and really effective is once you have built up the amount of focus that you have at your disposal. Uh, so you could argue, you know, if you're, if you're, if you really use melee a lot, especially in the early game, uh, you know, get field repairs first and then get uh, focus shot. But for me, it is always focus shot and then field repairs. And then once I have unlocked focus shot and field repairs, I move on to the survival tree. And I then focus on the survival tree until I get to carry that weight. And in the survival skill tree, you can pretty much just pick and choose literally whatever sounds interesting to you, whatever suits your play style. Also based off of what difficulty setting you're on, because keep in mind, three of those abilities are disabled uh, on survival difficulty. Now, the ones that I actually do get um, I get, I, you're going to hate me for this one. I get Hawkeye. I like the one that displays the plants on the mini map. I actually like that skill. I find it to be a useful utility skill. Okay. So I sighed because that is <laughs> I the, <heard> you. <laughs> the last one that I ever unlock. I fucking wow. hate Wait, it. You get the, you get the fucking crossbow skills before you get that one. Because I might actually use the crossbow. I don't fucking use the plants. I don't want to cluttering up, We're done up my here. map. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Fine, get off my podcast. No, wait, um, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, so for me, I, I am slowly coming around to... I certainly realize the benefits of using the focus cocktails and the stamina mm, cocktails, sure, sure, yeah. but I rarely remember to use them. Right. I'm actually quite good at just doing without them for the most part. I, I will admit that it is a lot more efficient to use them. Because if I run out of stamina or if I run out of focus and I have to like kill some time when I'm killing a horde so it regenerates, mm, like it's actually sure. really fucking useful yeah, to just They do a serve a purpose, sure. But I can still harvest plants without seeing them constantly clutter up my map. If I just take time now and again and harvest a plant when I see it, then I don't need the fucking Hawkeye skill. Right. And sure. it just it just clutters up the map. I don't like and the icons are so big. And I'm like, why are they even here? I really don't, I really don't value that skill at so all. So you prefer like a clean, uh, minimal heads-up display mm -hmm. as opposed to one that's like cluttered with icons yeah. all over the mini map. Yeah, well, I mean, or at least that the, makes sense. That's the option to remove them if I don't want to see them, like maybe a yeah. little button press to show them on the map or something Toggle like that. Toggle it on or off, something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah sure. I mean, that's valid. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, and that's one of the main reasons that uh, survival difficulty exists is for people who want to disable the heads-up display or have a minimal heads-up display cluttering up the screen. Uh, for me, I don't. another reason that I don't mind getting Hawkeye is because I fucking despise the crossbow, and I'm not going to get Thorn in your side uh, until I just have Absolutely two have last skill points that are sitting there staring at me, pissing me off. Uh, so, um, <laughs> so, uh, I have to purchase something to get off of that first, uh, tier of survival skills and it's not going to be thorn in your side, the crossbow skills. So mm. I, I get Hawkeye. Um, 
And then the next ones that I like to get are Thief in the Night, which is this is the tier two skill, which generates less noise when moving or dropping. Mm-hmm. Now, this one is a very valuable skill for any playstyle, but especially valuable for a stealth playstyle. Because with this one, even if you have a, a go loud and proud, guns blazing, over the top, overwhelming force type playstyle, it's still handy to pop into stealth every now and then to get into position to position yourself correctly for maximum damage. Uh, so that one's good. And then also the green thumb ability, again, if you actually use the cocktails, then green thumb is useful because it allows you to gather double plants anytime you're collecting plants, uh, mushrooms, berries, stuff like that. But that's also useful, not just for making cocktails, but it's also a way to generate a little bit of income, uh, you know, early in the game because you can sell the excess plants and berries and stuff that you don't need. So you do not get much money for them, but it's one single skill point. You're going to have all skills by the end of the game anyway. I feel like that's a point we should definitely bring up. It is possible to have all of the skills by the end of the game anyway. So it's Mm -hmm. really not like mission critical that you purchase the correct skills in the correct order or whatever. Uh, But it's important to know going in. Sure, what what they do, why you want them. Yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. And what's going to suit your play style. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, absolutely. Uh, so yeah, Thief in the Night is a good one. That's a tier two. And then also the Catch Your Breath on tier three under Survival. Uh, that reduces the cooldown on stamina recovery. So what that means is once your stamina is completely depleted, you have a cooldown period before your stamina starts to regenerate. So with Catch Your Breath, it reduces that cooldown period. So your stamina is completely depleted and starts refilling that much faster. Uh, so it doesn't make it regenerate faster. It reduces the amount of time you have to wait before it begins to regenerate. So that's the distinction there. It reduces the cooldown before it starts to regenerate. So uh, one trick that I like to use to get around that when I don't have that skill is never run till your stamina is completely depleted. Uh-huh. Always stop. Always stop running right before your stamina is fully depleted. That way you have no cooldown and it immediately starts to regenerate. You know, I never even noticed there was a cooldown. Yes, ma'am. Focus has a cooldown as well, and we'll get to that in a minute. Um, but yeah, so if, you, if you're careful to not fully deplete your stamina, you can completely bypass that cooldown period. Um, but with this skill, Catch Your Breath, the Tier 3 skill under the Survival Skills, it's less of a concern. Now, this is another one. The Tier 3 skills is another one that is affected by the uh, what difficulty you're playing on because you cannot have ear to the ground uh, if you are on Survival difficulty. So that means the next skill you get is the Butcher, which increases the amount of meat gathered from animals. Note, note that it does not say doubles. The amount of meat it increases the amount of meat i used to think that this skill was stupid i thought it was dumb useless served no purpose why am i wasting my time with this but here's the thing again after multiple playthroughs and looking for ways to get yourself powered up quickly and easily with minimal effort this purpose that the butcher serves you will i mean Wolves, right? Wolves, one of the most annoying fucking enemies in the game. They are constantly fucking with you, constantly attacking you, ruining everything you try to do. Every every cool tactical horde takedown, every stealthy ambush camp you try to do, 
fucking wolves, man. <laughs> Jump right up in the middle of it. Uh, so even just using this skill on wolves that attack you, the wolves that eliminate your choice to leave them alone and attack you actively, you will end up with hundreds of pieces of meat from wolves after just a few hours of gameplay, really, you know. Um, well, because you do get you do get multiple pieces of meat per three wolf. to five, usually yeah. three to five with this skill. But if you do not have this skill, it is always one. Mm. It's always one. One deer meat, one wolf meat, one bear meat. It's always only one until you unlock this skill, which makes it always three to five. So let's say you do not have the skill to butcher and you kill a bear. It's early game. Uh, it takes a lot of resources to kill that fucking bear. It takes a lot of ammo, takes a couple of Molotovs. You know, you set them on fire so that they take increased damage, whatever. You use some health, so some healing supplies. It's very resource intensive to take on those bears early in the game. This will maximize your return, you know, your return on investment because instead of getting one bear meat to sell you get up to five you know which gives you you know a lot more credits and, and more trust as well so it does serve a purpose what i like to do with the skill the butcher we're going off on a bit of a tangent here but it goes back into using your skills effectively i will use uh deer meat and wolf meat and bear meat to get to level three with tucker's camp and I will use also, you know, among the other things that I show in my early game best start guides, but that's part of it is using the deer meat to get to level three at Tucker's camp, then to use that to help with uh, getting leveled up at Lost Lake camp. But once I've done that, I save every single piece of bear, deer, wolf. I save all of that until I get to the southern regions where you get the best bike upgrades the best weapons once you save all of that stuff so that when you roll up on those merchants in the southern areas you've literally got thousands of credits to spend with them and a significant amount of trust to get you started as well so you can unlock like the level two gear really quickly level two bike upgrades level two weapons uh, really quickly uh, because you entered those camps with a massive supply of meat to trade with Mm. Uh, so i'm now rethinking my current playthrough and thinking maybe i should have got that sooner (laughs) my work is done here but yeah i'm I'm, there's a level two gun i've been eyeballing right let me guess the bfg oh how did you guess (laughs) (laughs) yes yes it's the bfg i trained you well i think i I love the bfg i am teasing you (laughs) You are a bad you are a days gone badass in your own right i really am just teasing but yes bfg (laughs) that's where it's at yeah yeah, see, I, I like to, I've said this before, I like to experience the game as if it's uh, kind of immersing myself as if it's a real world and not really thinking too much about game mechanics, which is fun. Mm-hmm. You're someone you like to think about game mechanics. You like to understand all of the rules and the, the techniques and the ways you can maximize, uh, you know, all of the different options that you have, all the different tools you have at your disposal mm-hmm. to play better. Whereas I like to think of it as I'm not playing, I'm immersed in the world. But that doesn't serve you well if you just really want to unlock the BFG. Yeah. I mean, it's a badass weapon. Uh, and if you're not a fan of the crossbow, well, <laughs> fucking BFG is where it's at, man. That's mm-hmm. at least a decent sniper rifle of some sort. Yeah. I'm currently stuck with the C8, I think, is what I have. Ooh, that's right. You, just you, like, didn't, you didn't unlock the Talon 7 before you left Lost Lake. Yeah. Because I was waiting three. for the 
Yeah, I should have the done. level three sniper rifle at Lost Lake. Yeah. Did you did you reach level three at uh, Lost Lake on your mm-hmm. current playthrough? You're yeah. already at level three. Yeah. Oh man, you should have got that talent seven. I'll get the I get the BFG pretty soon. You'll get the BFG like waste, soon enough. Yeah. You know, although yeah. now I'm regretting that decision. No, um, it's okay. There's always your next playthrough. Don't sweat it. Yeah, I mean, there, I've got at least 15, 20 more playthroughs in me. <laughs> You're right on. <laughs> yeah, that's the spirit. Okay, so back to the skills. We went back on a bit skills. of a tangent. Okay, so, yeah, right. Uh, that's. I mean, that's what we do here. Okay, <laughs> uh, so the Butcher. Uh, it does serve a purpose. I have learned to love it. Uh, across multiple playthroughs, I have learned to love it. So moving on to Tier 4 under Survival, the very next thing I get is the whole reason we're here on the Survival Skill Tree carry that weight and that is the one that increases your inventory space for crafting components traps and throwables my number one viewed video the the sawmill horde 500 freakers no shots fired video i think it's real close to uh rolling over to 1.7 million super close uh so anyway that's my most viewed video and (laughs) I would say probably 20% of the comments on there are, how do you have so many craftables and throwables? <laughs> well, look at your fucking skills, man. It's carry that weight. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, that, and I usually go in and explain, I answer the question. Well, with, you know, under the, under the survival skill tree, you'll find the skill called carry that weight. It allows you to carry not only more of those items, but more of the crafting materials necessary for making those items. So that is generally where I stop. And when I'm building my character for a new playthrough, uh, that's generally where I stop. I get that tier four carry that weight from the survival skill tree. Uh, shall we continue with the survival skill tree or shall we go on to building how I build my skills? No, continue with how you build. Okay. So once I have tier four carry that weight under survival, I completely disregard survival uh, until the end of the playthrough where I'm just spending points because I have extra points. What I do at that point is I go back to ranged to the range skills. And from there I start working my way toward the tier five skills. Uh, so the, uh, we already have focus shot cause that's the first one we get. The next one that I like to get is called fight and flight. What the skill does is you can move and aim a ranged weapon with more precision. The reason that I mention focus shot tightening that targeting reticle and uh, cinching it down nice and tight for you and crouching also tightening the targeting reticle further. If you have fight and flight, it tightens the targeting reticle when you are moving. So if you're crouched, your targeting reticle is much smaller. If you're up moving around, wiggling the gun around, then it makes the targeting reticle larger and makes your shot placement less accurate. So to tie all of that together, use crouch, use focus shot, and get the fight and flight ability. All three of those things together will allow for extremely accurate target placement, uh, shot placement on target with even the crappier weapons. Uh, But once you get the better weapons unlocked that already have a really small targeting reticle, it's it's surgical precision uh, with practice, of course. Uh, So yeah, fight and flight allows you to move around and still put shots on target accurately. Now, that unlocks tier two. Once you have focus shot and fight and flight, uh, you'll have tier two available. And the very next one I get then is 
crowd control, which reduces the cooldown on your focus. Um, that's just like we talked about with the stamina, where once your focus meter is entirely depleted, you have a certain period of cooldown before your focus starts to regenerate. This school, I'm sorry, this skill, crowd control, reduces the cooldown on focus. Um, so you have you don't have to wait as long before your focus starts to regenerate. Good stuff. Yeah. Handy stuff. Uh, and then after that, I like to get suppressing fire. This one is less critical to building an effective play style. It's just, it's kind of handy. It's kind of nice to have. And what suppressing fire does is when in focus, if you're using focus, ranged weapons will have an increased power to stop weaker enemies. And what that translates to in real terms is it will stagger the enemies. So things like wolves, runners, freakers, uh, you know, swarmers, even human enemies. Um, you know how sometimes if you blast an enemy with the shotgun, they kind of stumble mm-hmm. and, you know, they like they trip and fall almost or even literally get knocked down. Suppressing fire will increase your ability to stagger the enemies to make them stumble or actually knock them down, which allows you to put more shots on them before they get up and start moving at you again. Um, so suppressing fire is, I don't consider it critical, but it's really nice to have, especially when taking on hordes because, uh, you're knocking them down and staggering them, which reduces the number of enemies that are trying to get right in your face. You know, if they're trying to get up off the ground, then they're not getting in your face. Mm -hmm. Uh, so that one is nice to have. And those two together, crowd control and suppressing fire unlock tier three. Once I get tier three, the next one I get is iron grip and iron grip will significantly reduce ranged weapon recoil. What that means is the weapon. Basically, if you're firing a fully automatic weapon, it will bounce around less. Uh, It makes your targeting reticle very stable where it doesn't move a lot. It, um, prevents what's known as muzzle rise where when you fire an auto like if you're firing an automatic weapon you would start aiming center mass like the middle of their chest and just fire off a rapid burst which causes the muzzle of the weapon to rise up from the recoil uh so it's like tap 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 three shots from center mass up to a headshot um that reduces the amount of muzzle rise and reduces the amount that the weapon shakes around when you're firing it and just makes it a lot more stable again allowing for more accurate shot placement um that it's really handy especially like if you have the smp9 unlocked that is one of the skills that make the makes the smp9 stay on target even when you're firing full auto Uh, and the next one that I like to get is the ability to reload weapons while sprinting, which is called Mm -hmm. on the move. That one's really handy. I catch myself, I catch myself tripping up when I don't have that on a fresh. Yeah. I I saw you do that on a couple of your live streams. That's why I brought that up. Uh, because you'll, you'll be trying to sprint away from a horde or a swarm or whatever, and you need to reload your weapon. Then he stops running. It's like, Oh shit. Why is, why isn't he running? Run, 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 (laughs) motherfucker, run. And, uh, you know, you can't, you have watched me stream. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I've watched me stream too. It's just a litany of me yelling at Deacon fucking move. (laughs) Run dude. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that one is really handy. Um, I like to get it a little later in the game once I actively start 
hunting the hordes uh, because that allows you again to stay a few steps ahead of the horde because you're able to uh, you're able to pick your place uh, and stay on the move, which is the name of the skill while you are shooting. Uh, so that handles tier three and um, on to tier four. Once I have tier four unlocked, I like to get the very next one I get is called Deadshot, and that increases ranged weapon accuracy, which is just another way of uh, tightening down the targeting reticle, uh, making a much smaller uh, crosshair on screen uh, so that you can have more accurate shot placement. Um, so in, if you couple that with your, you know, you crouch, you use focus shot, you, uh, have the, uh, fight and flight ability, um, things like that. And you have like the iron grip that reduces recoil. Then you get dead shot, which increases overall accuracy. It, that right there is what enables you to do really rapid follow-up shots where you can shoot, you know, some of the enemies have a helmet. You have to knock the helmet off to score a headshot on them. Mm -hmm. So that allows you to pop, pop with a sniper rifle, pop the helmet off and then pop the headshot immediately. Bam, bam, one right after the other. Uh, Really, really accurate uh, follow-up shots. Um, So the next one is quick reload, which reduces the reload times for ranged weapons. Um, That's handy with all weapons. Like, you know, uh, you and I, we both like to use the auto shotgun and the SMP nine, which are both unlocked by killing a certain number of hordes. Mm -hmm. Uh, But with both of those weapons, they have really fast reload time. The SMP nine, all he has to do is eject one magazine and slap a fresh mag in. And with the auto shotgun, all he has to do is eject one drum magazine and slap a fresh mag on. Uh, So it's really fast reload time where, for example, example, the shotgun, the liberator, uh, mm-hmm. which I believe is one that you used to use when you first started playing, yeah. uh, before you started hanging out with me, uh, <laughs> you used you were to use the liberator. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> uh, so the liberator, you have to feed each shell in one at a time, <laughs> you know, and mm-hmm. it's what, like 10 rounds, I think. So you're standing, if not more with the, ex- with the extended magazine upgrade. So you're literally standing there loading in one shotgun shell after another, and uh, with the with the auto shotgun, you drop off, a, drop the magazine, slap a fresh mag on. This skill is less important since we use things like the auto shotgun and the SMP9, which already have really fast reload speeds. But this makes it even faster. And it also increases the reload speed for stuff like the MG55, mm-hmm. another one of your favorites. And I'll you know the MG55. Yeah, Uh, the MG55 actually has, I mean, a a weapon like that actually has a really long reload speed on it. It it takes a skilled operator still needs time to get that weapon reloaded in the field. You know, in real life, Uh, it takes time to get it reloaded. Uh, So uh, in game, it has a really long reload speed. And this skill makes that so much easier once you really start taking on the hordes, uh, having having the ability to move to keep moving on your feet with the uh, on the move skill and the ability to reload that much faster. That is when you get to where you can start taking on hordes more easily. I would, I would honestly say that's two of the skills right there that are critical for really clean, really efficient horde killing Uh, on the move, the ability to reload while you're sprinting and quick reload, which just reduces the time necessary to reload your weapon. That's all for part one of this discussion. Please come back next week for the rest of our conversation about the range skills, melee skills, and XP. 
You can support the Days Gone podcast via buymeacoffee.com slash daysgonepod, where you can throw a little money in the tip jar if you're feeling generous. That really helps me with the overhead costs of running the show. And I want to say a big thank you to Basics of Pain and Cat for buying me coffee this week. You can also support the podcast by simply leaving a review on Spotify or whatever app you listen to us on. Also, subscribe and give us a thumbs up on YouTube. That helps the algorithm do its thing so more people can find the podcast. Thanks for listening. You can email me your thoughts, comments, opinions, and counter-arguments at daysgonepod at gmail.com. You can also find me moderating the Days Gone subreddit. Thanks for listening. Weaver out. Weaver out.